Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Are You Talking REM Re Me? And before the show starts, Adam and I want to talk about a great company. Oh man. Do you want to say who they are? Can I? Go ahead, buddy. Lisa Mattress. Lisa Mattresses. We both have one now. They're the best. We're we're a Lisa family in my household, and uh, I believe Adam is a Lisa family as well. More than anything. <laughs> My family is you known identify as, as being a Lisa, a Lisa family. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. With over 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing, Lisa has developed the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Give yourself the gift of a better night's rest this holiday. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash REM and use the promo code REM at checkout. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash REM, promo code REM. $160 off. From chronic to collapse, town and into now, respectively, that is. This is Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M. This is good rock and roll um, music. Welcome back. We have Adam air guitaring, but it's an upright guitar. It's Is like that a, right? It's, it's a sitar today. You, <laughs> and you and the look on your face is like I'm very good at this, and yet I'm feeling it as well. Like God, over uh, confident, uh, confident, yeah, and over, overcompetent and as way well. Like you're really, really good at too it's good the same at same thing, isn't it? Overconfident, and overconfident. Is it? Well, I mean, overconfident implies that you should not, uh, you you don't have the skills to back it up, and yet overcompetent is almost like you're better at the sitar than you really need to be. Is that the perfect mixture? Overcompetent and, and overconfident. Yeah, and then you're just good at everything, and and ha- you have the confidence to back, to back it, it up, up bro. Yeah. Speaking of both of those things, I want to say hello to my good friend. He's across the table from me with some very sexy lighting. We're both wearing wintry sweaters on a rainy day, and uh, I want to say hello to him. You know him from such television shows that are still current as huh? Big Little Eyes. Maybe I mean, you got a sequel coming out. Sure. And what do you call a sequel to a TV show, though? Other yeah, because it's not a than, spinoff. Other than another season. Is there a cooler? That's the thing is, 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 is so many shows, by the way, Adam Scott is here. So many shows are getting around, uh, uh, getting awards noms. You, you had to have seen those those Gigi noms. Oh, the Gigi's. The Gigi's. Uh, did you wake up at 5 a.m. to get the Gigi's? Oh, of course, to get uh, the Gigi's. Uh, the Gigi's. Oh, I get the Gigi's. Oh, I, I wake mm. up I wake up with the Gigi's <laughs> and I got to go t- Honey, turn on the, the TV the, to get the throw Gigi's. Throw off the covers. I got, I got um, the Gigi's. But in the uh, lim- in the uh, 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 miniseries or movie category or what, what are they called? It's like a movie. It's, it's uh 
uh, it's not a series. Limited series. Yeah, limited series yeah. or whatever. They, they're just putting in series that have 10 episodes in there that are getting second seasons and stuff. They're not like a beginning, a middle, and an end with no plans to do anymore. There's there's not, it's not actual limited series Yeah, it's like, it's like Castle Rock, I think, got uh, a nom okay. for that. Okay. You know what I mean? And Castle Rock, we all know Castle Rock is going to have season two, season three, season four, season I, five. I, I haven't seen Castle Rock. I heard it's good, though. Um. So anyway, I mean, Big Little Lies, you guys truly thought that that was one and done. Did you not? That's right. And that, that was the question everyone asked. Lo and behold. In the press was one and done? Yeah. Hey, Adam, Adam, over here. One and done? <laughs> one and done? Yeah, I've said, am I Adam in this? Yeah, the, and I, was a press person? The, I was a oh, press Oh, okay, okay, good. Let's start again. Hey, Adam, one and done, huh? Yes. Is it one and done I've or told, what? I've, that, that's the hey, only. Hey, Adam, over here. That's the only Adam, question you're Adam, all asking me. Yes, I see Adam, you. You're Adam, not you're, you. Adam. What Adam? Adam. Is behind, there an Adam no, behind me? Behind. Wait. Oh no. Yeah, you, Adam. Yeah. One and done. Yes. You are literally six inches from me. Adam, stop it! You're shouting in my ear. By the way, my mic came off. And I am uh, uh, try to uh, uh, stall for a little bit while I while I try to put this on. You, and we'll all hear the sounds of screwing <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Adam. By the way, engineer Ryan came in to assist me. He knows how to do. Anyway, keep going. Adam, one and done. <laughs> Adam. Got anything else? Adam. <laughs> one and done. What's going on? Forget it. Give me a different mic. Yeah. Give me a different mic. Wow, this is uh, this is a r- real Keystone Keystone cops over here. Okay, we're back. Great, we're all screwed in. The, we're all good. I feel like watching the news. People still use Keystone cops on the news as a reference. As a reference. No one knows no what Keystone cops. No. Do you even know what the Keystone cops are? Vaguely. I th- I have an image in my mind but of I the don't. funniest policemen. The, the Trump administration is like Keystone Cops over there. But no one knows what they no are one. anymore. No, who cares? I mean, we're gentlemen of a of an advanced age, uh, some might say. Yeah. And we don't even know. Like, I no. think they chase people around. It's like they look like Benny Hill or something. I picture the cop on the Monopoly box. That's what yeah. I picture, and I don't I know picture, why. I picture, like, uh, one of the cops from Homicide. The life like, on the streets. Yeah, John Polito. <laughs> I picture him. Picture John Polito? <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Hey, speaking of rest in peace, some big rest in peace news uh, for uh, music lovers. Yeah. Uh, uh, earlier, uh, at, I mean, I, I'm not going to uh, spill any secrets if I tell everyone that uh, we're taping this mere hours after uh, Pete Shelley of the Buzzcocks. Sad, uh, sad passed news, away. Huh? Sad news. I'm sure we've talked about them on this uh, show. And if you're uh, a fan of uh, music in general, but also REM, I'm sure that they uh, uh, traveled in in similar circles, perhaps. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm going to play a little, little bit of uh, Buzzcocks here uh, while we talk about them. But uh, from Singles Going Steady. Um, but I saw, uh, I saw a lovely tweet from Mike Mills. From who? Mike Mills today. Did he mention it? He did. What did he say? See, tying it into REM. This is great. I'm yeah. glad he tweeted about it. Uh, I can find it if you'd like. You don't remember what it was? You, you hyped it up. It was this lovely tweet. Well, Suddenly I'm, you're I'm, like, I'm, I don't know what it's like. I memorized it, but oh, damn, Pete Shelley gone. 
The Buzzcocks were and are a favorite of mine, and I was fortunate to be able to hang with Pete a few times and tell him so. R.I.P. Pete. He probably could have cut the were and out of that and just said are. Sorry, where was this? Were and are a favorite He could have just said the Buzzcocks are a favorite of mine. Well, I think he's saying that they he's been a fan for a very long time. Like, he could have said that. Still, but that could, would have been more words than were and. Were and, yeah, but still, were why and is, are a favorite of mine. But why make that distinction? Like, they were a, a favorite, they are a favorite, just they're a favorite. I don't know, man. I'm I, just saying he could use You know what, I'm going to stand by Mike Mills's tweet here. and I'm saying he could use a copy editor on those tweets. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Um, Did you ever see the Buzzcocks? No. I, it's a real bummer. What about you? Yeah, I tell you, when I was up in San Luis Obispo, uh, I was going to school in Santa Maria, California. We went up to San Luis Obispo to see the Buzzcocks, uh, and opening for them were my friends in No Doubt. This is 1993, if I had to guess. Okay. And uh, wasn't really, didn't really know what to expect for the Buzzcocks. I was pretty much just there because my friends were passing through town. Sure. Uh, Do you ever call San, San Luis Obispo? Do you ever just call it San Luis? I try not to. Okay. It's disrespectful. Okay. Um, and so I said hi to my my friend uh, who's a drummer, no doubt. I was like, hey, man, we yeah. talked for a little bit. And, and uh, then... What would you guys talk about? As I recall, how was your trip? That was something mm. that was covered. How was the drive? How was the drive? How sure. long are you going to be playing? How long are you going to be playing? Yeah. What exact songs are you, are you going to play? And what's the running time of all yeah. of those songs? Are you going to divert from the kind of the chronology of the track listing on the album right yeah they d didn't have an album out at that point but they still though they were going to diverge they told me yeah. also we got into what they wanted for christmas okay and was it around christmas time? no no this was yeah. months and months before but i'd like to cover that of just course. you know in case so i'm like one of those guys who likes to figure out what someone wants for christmas and then surprise them oh my god i talked about this 10 months ago you remembered and you buy them everything on their list every single thing from a you know private plane down to the cheapest piece of shit wood toy yeah i get them all right. and so many piece of shit wood toys that you bought me that's, that I, I gotta say i was kind of lying about the private plane thing but the piece of shit wood toy i was um and then um and so it's a little tiny club because san luis obispo is is not necessarily a, a town that people stop on in tours. Okay. Uh, because it's it's you can just stop in Santa Barbara and then drive up to San Francisco from there. Yeah. If you, it's a you collage know. town. Though. It is a college town, but they don't have large venues. So That's this right. was like the largest venue they had. Which That's was, right. Santa Barbara has that, the Santa Barbara Bar Bowl. Bowl yeah. And, yeah, so... But they decided to stop there and do and do one, and so uh, it's it's in a little tiny club, not even the size of like the Roxy here in town, which is a huh. five hundred, yeah. or the Whiskey, which is about five hundred. I, I would say it's like a three hundred maximum, wow. and I don't think it was sold out. And so the Buzzcocks, and no doubt, yeah. Well, wow. no one knew who No Doubt was, right? At the time, right. But the Buzzcocks, uh, you know, and so I'm there in the front, literally right there at the stage. Uh, and no doubt we're great, but then the Buzzcocks came out, and man, was it amazing! And they're doing like all that. of these—they're doing all of these classic old songs, and they look great. They're in dark suits, and the drummer is Mike Joyce of the Smiths. That was the other Holy big surprise for cannoli. me. Yeah, 
And so, uh, God, that's what a show. And they just ripped through so many great songs. And was the place, did you say the place wasn't even? I don't think it was full necessarily, but it was full enough where it was like a great show and they were having a great time. That's so cool when a place isn't full and they come out and rip it up anyway. Yeah, it wasn't like so packed that I I, I saw some shows in that club where it was so packed it was hard to, to yeah. move. It was just really fun. I was right there in the front because I got there so early. Yeah, Man, it was so good. That's amazing. I never saw him again, but uh, uh, definitely a favorite. So rest in peace, Pete Shelley. You can check out uh, his great solo records. But if you're looking for a Buzzcocks uh, album to get, you gotta go with We Are The Buzzcocks. Yeah. Well, isn't the singles? Yeah, but We Are the Buzzcocks is so good. Yeah. It's their mission statement. They yeah. talk about We Are the Buzzcocks. That's who we are. That's who we are. Isn't that the, the We're going to play lyrics. songs for you. Yeah. We have guitars. We have guitars. Yeah, you know, it all rhymes. Yep. Yeah. Some good shit. Um, how have you been, Adam? By the way, I'm Scott Ackerman. Didn't introduce uh, myself. Welcome, Scott. <laughs> how have you been? We haven't done a show in a little bit of time. How long has it been? Like a week and a half? No, it's been um, a month or so since right. our previous episode. Of course it has. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Uh, uh, Scott? Yeah, good. Just keeping biz, mm-hmm. uh, which means uh, busy. Uh, you got in, uh, busy in the biz, you know, yeah. show business. Yeah. Uh, keeping biz in the biz. You got uh, requests for that jolly old fat man who's coming down the chimney? Oh, uh, man. The old... I, I call him Saint Nick. I don't know if you. <laughs> I love it. I love. You know what, Scott? I, I'm I'm kind of weird. I love Christmas. I never really cared for it oh, until yeah? yesterday, and I was like, I fucking love. Isn't Christmas. it great? It's I'm so, so good. I, can I tell you something? Just yeah, being totally honest here. Being strip to- away all artifice being, and just be totally honest. If I me. could just be candid with you, yeah. really quick. I'm so glad to hear you say that. You know what? If I could be even more honest than you, and I know it's not a competition. Oh, well, okay. But Let's see if you can. I'm just I... really going to show you my soul right now. Okay. I'm glad I said it. Okay. I feel like that's exactly what I said, and I love that you said it, You too. said you were glad that I said it. No, you were happy to hear I it. I was happy to hear it. And I was glad to say it. So it's uh, kind it's of very similar. Different. I almost feel like you wouldn't have it said It was your pretty part different, in, okay? If, if I hadn't it said was pretty what different. I said. God damn it, I Fuck hate you. Christmas. Anyway, um, got any plans for uh, the fam? You going uh, to the North Pole? Or? We're going to go skeet shooting. <laughs> and uh, Are you really? No. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, no, we, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying Is to Is that think. a stalling technique <laughs> or are you literally <laughs> trying to like remember? Looking at, you have a photographic memory, I know, and just looking <laughs> at plans, looking at to-do lists. Um, I'm, wait, what about you? The, the old, the old gray man in the suit. What do you, what are you thinking this year? You want a new pair of headphones? You know what? I just got a new pair. I want to thank uh, wow. my friend Paul for giving me these. Uh, Those ones you have on these your head? ones I have on my head. They are uh, here to help me with uh, uh, sort of sound issues. Uh, are they uh, comfy? They are very comfy. They, um, I'll tell you what, they fit around my ears and they have this strap that goes over the top of my head. Oh, it kind of. Does it hold those two? I think it holds them together so yeah. they don't slide down my cheeks yep. and just plop in my lap. Because I 
I'm accustomed to headphones where there's nothing holding the two, what do you call them, cans? Cans, Can you call yeah, them yeah, cans? that's what we call there's them. There's nothing to hold them together, so you just glue each one to the side of your face. Mm. And there's How long l- does the glue last? Is it a permanent glue? No, or? it's Elmer's glue, so mm. you have to put them on. Shout out to Elmer's, by the way. Oh, They've been in the great. glue game for a long time, and they have no plans of stopping, as nope. far as I can tell. And non-toxic. Mm-hmm. You so know, I you, used to I used to use glue all the time, and it uh-huh. was so toxic. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh no, toxic glue. Ugh. So many deaths. So many deaths. So many glue related deaths in the world. Until Elmer's was like, guys, things can stick together without being toxic. Yeah. Plus, we got a little goat. Listen, cool your jets, guys. Cool your cool your jets. Hey, you ever see West Side Story with the Jets? I sure did. Yeah. yeah. You ever? It's a were fun you ever movie. in that? Was I in it? Yeah. No, they, they made, it was made like before I was even born. You know, it was a musical, not uh, just a movie. And so my question actually makes a lot of sense, right? Well, the movie is a musical as far as I remember. <laughs> it's their songs. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I never was in Spielberg a Spielberg is making making that new one. Have we talked about this of what I you would be? I don't think so. Spielberg's Who I would a, play? Yeah, who you would play. Oh yeah, the, the like shop owner. Yeah, you would have to be the <laughs> shop owner. Because <laughs> I could be the parent of any of <laughs> yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> you can be the guy going like, Tony, can I come in? Are you okay, buddy? But isn't aren't the, the actors in You've the original movie- You've been in your room a long time, Tony. Are a bit older than teenagers, but probably still younger than yeah, we are. Yeah, you, you know, uh, Russ Hamblin. Yeah. Yeah, in the original movie, Good of looking course. fella. And of course, uh, uh, Tony played by, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? But uh, also similarly yeah, in Twin Natalie Peaks. Wood. Natalie Wood, famously slain by Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Allegedly. Don't sue me. Also, this is a comedy podcast, Good so we Lord. could be joking. <laughs> Just the word slain, slain. is really, really hardcore. <laughs> Thrown off the side of a boat. Jesus. Um, remember that movie Brainstorm, her last movie? Yeah, I remember I that being on Showtime when I was a. I never saw it. I do kid. believe I may have the Blu ray, but I haven't watched it yet. I think it's a bad movie. Is it really? Is Dennis Quaid in it as well? No. I think you're thinking Dreamscape? Dream, yes. Okay, remember Dreamscape? I do, yes. That was awesome. Um, we got to have a movie night, you and me. And uh, when I say a movie night, of course I'm talking about film. Oh, yeah. Is this an episode of I Love Film? Yes. Hey guys, welcome to High Love Film. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just talking about film right now. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about a movie night, but I think we should rephrase it. <laughs> film night. Film night. And we're just talking about two bros. Chilling. Gra- just chilling and grabbing some some corn. And yeah, these aren't going to be popcorn movies, but I like to eat popcorn. I love a little popcorn with a my popped films. corn while you're watching a film never hurt anybody. Uh, no, just crunch hurt. away. Uh, grah, 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 opposite grah. of hurt. It makes it a better it makes experience. it a better experience. It makes you feel like it's a special occasion, doesn't it? And look, you know, when I'm eating popcorn, I don't want to watch anything that's going to just distract me Ugh. from the popcorn no. all that much. No, you know no, what no, I mean? No. I want to watch something with a complicated story yes. or with a lot of silence. You know I want to use my brain. Yeah. Is that asking too much? Well, when I'm eating popcorn, I don't want to have to use my brain all that much. Is my, exactly. Is my That's point. what so I, I, I want. I want to just turn it off. Yep. 
let half my brain just devoted to the the chewing sounds that I'm making on that popcorn and then just turn the other half off. Just put the other half on ice. Lord knows we've got enough to deal Lord with in this world these all days. The, I mean, in this climate, Ugh. I mean, since you know who has been elected, mm, it just feels like every boy. day is such... Such a, just a... This tweet storm. This new person getting fired. Indictments. Listen, uh, I just want to watch a movie. I just want to turn my brain off and watch the Transformers fight each other. Can I just do that? Bumblebee. Can I not watch Bumblebee in fucking peace? You know what? Holiday times. A lot of... Time at home with the fam, mm. getting a fire going in the in the hearth. Chestnuts roasting. Hearth. Hearth, sure. The hearth. The hearth. Hearth donut. Um, you know, it's great to throw throw an an old film on the on the idiot box up there. It's I yeah, turn on the idiot box and I'm like, uh, let's throw a film onto the yeah. idiot box. I know this is incongruous. And maybe, you know, it doesn't quite fit, but uh, let's throw a film on there. Anyone here the Criterion Collection? Because yes. that's what I'm talking about. The Criterion Collection. And you know what? Maybe during the holidays things are pretty busy. Maybe I don't have the attention span to, you know, really focus on it. So maybe instead I'll throw like, you know, I don't know, a computer animated or a superhero thing sure. on. Just for the background, you know what I mean? What's your favorite holiday movie, Scott? I would say Batman Returns. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Classic Christmas film. Oh, the best. The mm. best. And it came out in the summertime, which made it even better. Yeah, so cold in those theaters, too. Freezing. I remember they had to turn down the heat yeah. uh, that summer, and they had to just turn, you blast air conditioning, because they're like, if the, if the movie on the screen is cold and people yeah. are hot, that's not going to make sense. We got to make it as cold as possible. Because they had to get the AC cranked up so hard that that it would snow in the movie theaters yeah, to exactly. match what's happening on screen. And they also, this this was uh, 1993 when- Two, yeah. Two, right, yes. So they had to turn on the AC because everyone was like, in a couple of years, everyone's going to be talking about AC Crowley yeah. driving OJ Simpson yeah. around in that Ford so Bronco. So we got to remind- Crank it while we can. The Adam Scott story. Is this sorry? Is this an episode of Crank it while we can? I think it is. Everyone, welcome to Crank it while we can. This is Scott, and this is Scott, and we're just talking about cranking it while the good Lord is letting us. Listen, while we can, (laughs) while we have it. Look, and I don't want to take Viagra just to crank it. No, no, no. But while we can, why don't we all just get together on this? Can we put <laughs> our heads toge- together and crank it? Let's get together and crank it. And that this ties back to our previous thing. Let's end this episode. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Anyway, when I put on this Bumblebee movie, I just yeah. want to whip my dick out and crank yeah, it while I can. While you can. While <laughs> you, know? you can. And, and people... Don't seem to want to let me do that in the theater. No, it's the kind of thing that's better to do at home. And that is why I'm a big proponent, and you know, I've talked about this on I Love Film many, Forever. Many, many times. Of just like, why are we even showing things in the in the theater? Let's just stream them to our phones. Sure. You know what I mean? Let's well, just stream movies to our phones. Well, what we're talking about phones. watching a movie at home is- Everyone gathering Every, around a phone. Exactly. They're own, playing their own separate movies on their phones. Yes. Pants down. Yep. Just cranking With it. AirPods. <laughs> uh if you had to make a choice, yep, it's a wonderful life, a Christmas story, mm. Elf, mm-hmm. oh, three great films, or 
Uh, what's another great holiday movie? <laughs> why do you why do you need another one? You because named I, three this great is a, ones. This is a game. I'm oh, uh, Godfather, uh, uh, Die Hard, Die Hard. Yes. Oh, and uh, Die Hard Two as well, and Die Hard Two, and Die Hard Three. <laughs> what, what's and by the way, Paul of Tompkins uh, pointed out Phantom Thread. Also, is yeah. that a Christmas movie? Yeah. Well, they have uh, they have Christmas decorations in one scene. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I can't. I'd count it. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick for what? Uh, w- what's your favorite? What am I doing with it? Oh, uh, in terms of quality? I guess. Um, you, you've already bailed on one. No, no, I, I want to know. I want to know. You really want a real answer? Sure. Well, It's a Wonderful Life is classic. Makes me cry every time when he mm-hmm. says Zuzu's pedals. Because mm-hmm. he's got the pedals. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm alive. And Zuzu's real. Mm-hmm. And Zuzu, he, he was in an alternate universe where Zuzu didn't exist mm-hmm. and she's a precious little girl and mm-hmm. he wanted to get make his way back to the universe where he mm-hmm. had you know mm-hmm. ejaculated mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. Mary's mm-hmm. womb mm-hmm. creating Zuzu mm-hmm. um, and then you got a Christmas story mm-hmm. where they sing that funny song in the restaurant in the last mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. with all the Chinese waiters and mm-hmm. it's so funny offensive mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what was the other one? Oh, Elf. Elf. Elf, which has, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, they make fun of Peter Dinklage's height in it. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Die Hard. Gotta go Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about you? Ah, uh, who cares? Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I was... Long, long, episode. but took a lot of twists and turns. But yeah. it was uh, fascinating, fascinating insight. Did they were they talking about masturbating? Next they were talking. They were talking about next to each other about cranking it while yeah. they could. While they could, like they're on the cusp of not being able to. Or? Yeah, I'm not sure what know. that's all about. I don't know what. The, anyway, uh, I, I remain a fan. Uh, I was going to ask if there is yep. anything. And you may you're you're more the kind of hosty person who runs the show in a way, kind of drives it. But is there any REM related news this week before we kind of? Well, I gotta on? say that uh, uh, thanks to everyone who has been writing to us on Twitter uh, of uh, last week when we're recording this, um, Spotify put out. Uh, I guess they do this thing, or they started doing this thing where they track everything that everyone has listened to on Spotify, each individual listener, and then Uh they send them the stats of like, here's what you listen to all year. And we have received tons of messages saying that people are listening to R.E.M. as their number one artist this year. And because everyone was listening to the albums along with us. And so they're like, I didn't even realize it, but I have far out out uh, played REM from any other band this year. Really? And so they've they've sent us the graphics for that. A lot of people uh, over the past few days. So that's so been really nice. More people have been listening to REM on Spotify as on a Spotify. of the show. Exactly. So that's cool. You know, I mean, REM, if you're out there, we're your biggest cheerleaders, and all we're asking for is just purely. For you to reform, all four members, non-negotiable. Bear, right. Bill in, Barry has to be there. In my backyard. In your backyard because you're getting your pool redone, right? That's right. Okay. And two sets, 90 minutes. Each set, 90 minutes. Each set, 90 minutes. You can't duplicate songs. Nope. Um, we'll have a stage for you that's approximately like, uh, one foot off the ground. Yep. So you have a little bit of height and people, so, you know, people are looking up to you slightly. That's right. 
um, you can't. I mean, I know you want to end each each set with you know Man on the Moon, but I'd really prefer that you end only the first one with Man on the Moon, and you end the second one with maybe something like End of the World as We Know It, something like that. But aren't all the songs all going to be our specific re- requests? They are going to be our. Well, that was the other thing. They're all going to be specifically requested by us. No deviations. Not at all. Not at all. I. It's we're a lot like you know Sugarfish, the rest uh, the restaurant over here. No substitutions. Right. You just you you got to play it like we lay it down. That's right. Um, you know we've been exactly like Sugarfish the entire entire time we've been every, doing this. Show. Every episode is like Sugarfish That's in right. in certain ways. And none of the money we're going to charge. By the way, we're going to charge people to to go to. And this we're going to charge the members of REM to play it. Yes. None of the money goes to charity. Nope. Um, all goes to us because I think it's a bigger deal if they get back together. You know, everyone expects them to get back together. Oh, what if there's some charity thing that they could do? Everyone expects that. I think or, it's cooler if they get back together and 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 the money goes to us. Yeah, or the, will they get back together for a payday? Like if they went on yeah. tour, of course they would make a ton of money. They would make a ton of money or but a charity would make a ton of money. What if we, we made a ton of money? make a ton of money. Exactly. From them. From them. They, they pay, us pay us to play. Money. You've heard of pay to play? This is a lot like that. I'm sure yes. they had to do that kind of thing when they first started at the 6-8 club or wherever they started. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they had to pay to play out there. Yep. Guys, you're not too big to pay to play. Right. So that's all we want. That's that. it. That's all we want. Simple. You're biggest fans, and we're we're directing people to Spotify, uh, but that was really cool to know. And then the other thing is uh, we got a very nice email f- since our last um, episode where we groused that we could not get uh, copies of the REM at the BBC box set. We got a nice email from uh, Mr. Burtis Downs. Oh, really? Who uh, sent us a nice email uh, saying that he listened to the show and and loves the show and uh, wanted to send us. Uh, Did we really grouse about? Yeah, I'd not characterize the... it as grousing. Oh my god, that's gross. <laughs> That we groused. <laughs> no, it was not. I don't even think we were grousing. I think what we were doing was saying we hoped to get those so we could put out the episode in a timely manner, and we did not receive them. For me, though, I got it on iTunes or whatever and didn't even think about the fact that it was a box set because that's something I would always go out and get because there'll be a line You'd buy notes three different cool. copies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I just never really, until we were talking about it on the show, I right. hadn't really thought about, oh, well, I should fear go not. get that thing. Mr. Downs is sending us that, and it should be here momentarily. That's com- so, that's one hundred. So we want to thank him. We want to thank him so much for uh, for that and uh, for for listening, uh, because I'm sure also we've talked about him on the show, have we not? Yeah, it's cool that he's uh, listening and that he's writing letters to uh, to you. I guess I believe he joined. Well, he joined Twitter just to send a message. Oh. Well, that's nice. So that's very nice of him. So uh, we, we've emailed back and forth. So uh, I'm looking forward to that box set. You know, when Burtis Downs uh, on the REM, what was that? Behind the Music. Remember Behind the Music on VH1? I do remember that. Uh, t- it was a television program, for those of you who don't know, uh, Video Hits Classic, or yeah. Video Hits 1, actually. Video Hits 1. Uh, they put out a television program where for uh, approximately 45 minutes with with – Commercials, with commercials, it would take an hour. An hour. Block. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they would 
comprehensively go through a band's career, yes. interviewing the members of the band, interviewing yes. loved ones sometimes. Loved ones, fans. H- hated ones sometimes. Hated ones. And it was always about a band that had a lot of like ups and downs, like Motley Crue or Van Halen that were exactly. really in- interesting. REMs came out when Up was coming out. They came out with the behind the music on them. And it wasn't as, you know, there, there weren't as, as many as many soap downs. opera theatrics right. uh, with them but they were like we need remember. some we need some downs in the show let's get Burtis. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh and Burtis was talking about you know when bill berry left the band and it was still kind of fresh and i remember he got choked up and uh and i got choked up uh, right right along with him and you're getting choked up right now telling the story about you getting choked up looking at him getting choked up that's how choked up this whole thing is no, i'm just choking are you okay you, I know your your hands are next to your throat it, yeah. for the, in the universal sign language for I am choking. Do Give I need me a to second. go over there? D- Hold on. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to need the Heimlich. You're going to. I don't know the Heimlich. I know oh, I, it's sort um, of off brand, and I know the Henderson movement. Yeah. Do you have? Can you do that? It might work. For me? Yeah, yeah, I need it. Can right you? Now. Can you come to me though? Because I. Oh sure. I yeah, just no kind of got comfortable here in my sure. chair. Here I come. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Wow, what was that? Just chicken bone. Why were you eating a chicken bone? Hungry. Yeah, but just eat the chicken, not the bone. Oh, Jesus. You know what? I forget every time, and I and I just go for the bones. Do you go into like Boston Market and you say, Give me gimme, the bones. <laughs> Give me, do you say, Give me the bones? Give me the bones. <laughs> like, okay. I think Adam okay. Scott is here okay. wanting more chicken bones. Give me the bones. <laughs> do they charge you for these things? No, I get them for free. Yeah, they should be free. Because they're in the back. Yeah. Anyway, I'm happy to save your life. Oh, yeah. You owe me. Thanks. Big time. Thanks. You kind of owe me your life or one of your children's lives. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you could just have one of the children for the holiday season. Meaning I get to watch them? Wait a minute. Is this like a babysitting scam? You weren't choking. Let Let me see your throat. That's bigger than a chicken bone. All you were right. faking All it. All right. Will you please just babysit my kids? <laughs> All right. You know I love them. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, great. Then I'll drop them by. Okay, what time? What time is it now? Mm, it's about 5 p.m. right now. I'll drop them off at 5.01. <laughs> okay, see you then. <laughs> we we got to end this episode. Is this uh, an episode of Great Bits? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> okay, look. Uh, we have to take a break. Yeah. Before, but, but by the way, we haven't even talked about what the title of this episode is. Oh shit. This is slowing it down. And we have a very special guest coming up after the break. Now this is, this is exciting. This is very exciting because this is someone who has worked with the band, uh, and can probably forward our requests for the backyard barbecue to them, and that's what I'm really hoping to get out of this. So we'll see exactly what happens. But um, Chris Bilheimer is here in the studio. We'll explain if you don't. First of all, if you gotta know who that is. But if you don't, we'll explain everything about him when we come back. This is a little bit of what we call "Are You Talking REM?" Remi. We'll be right back. After this. Hey, man. Hey. 
So good to see you. Oh, man. You too. The band. You what? too. You too. Oh. Like our old show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... Yeah. I... What? <laughs> hey, I... um. Have you listened to Hello from the Magic Tavern? Yes. Yeah. Hilarious. Good stuff. Great. Great show. Have you been a guest on it? I haven't been a guest on their show, but they, in character, came on to oh, okay. my show on sure. to Comedy Bang Bang, and we did a crossover episode. Fantastic. It's so good. Um, Hello from the Magic Tavern is what it is is a um they improvise it it's fully improvised yep. it's a it's sort of like a talk show a chat show set in a magical world and it's hosted by a wizard a talking badger and a guy from chicago who like fell through a dimensional portal into their universe it's, it's great. so funny it's like um cheers you know the show cheers yes uh, Ted Danson show? That's the one I'm thinking Okay. Of. It's like Cheers, but in Middle Earth, or it's like It's Always Sunny, but set in Narnia. Or oh. I guess it's like Always Sunny in Middle Earth or Cheers in Narnia. You can I'm going to take Cheers in Narnia, Always Sunny in uh, Okay, in Middle great. Earth. That's the way, yeah. that's. I'll take the opposite oh, since oh, you're, you guys Actually, hold on this. a second. I, I'm going to take Cheers in... No, Cheers in Narnia. I'm going to take Cheers in both, in Middle Earth and Narnia. I'm going to take Always okay. Sunny in Outer Space. Okay, got it. So this week they're doing a special book club episode where the hosts, a barbarian and a talking flower, read Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, drink wine, and they try to understand all of the Earth stuff. Uh, we promise it's the only podcast that you will listen to this week where a wizard tries to figure out if he's a Lizzie or totally a Mr. Darcy. Do you know what those references are? Those are reference Pride, Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice yeah. yeah. Some guests that have been on recently include Paul F. Tompkins as a satyr, Lauren Lapkus as a genie, Felicia Day as a wizard, Jordan Klepper as a phoenix, even Sean and Hayes were on this. Wow. Wow. Can you believe it? You can start at the beginning to follow the whole story or just jump into any episode that appeals to you. Check out Hello from the Magic Tavern on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or look, wherever the fuck you happen to listen. <laughs> Welcome back. Are you talking R.E.M. Remy? This is from the album... A scary one. Ugh. Sorry. I know even saying that, but can I show you something? Yeah. I'm going to show you a picture yeah. of the cover of this record. Ah. Yeah, it's it's frightening. And I'll tell you what, we have a guest here on Are You Talking to R.E.M. Remy that either drew that or found it online and or online wasn't even a thing then maybe in a book and traced it or maybe it's a pumpkin or looks like a cat or a pumpkin either anyway, way this person needs to explain that i have a lot of questions scares, about where he found this picture because yes. it scares the fucking shit out of us yeah every single time that we look at it um he uh, is the has been the art director for rem for many years since the uh, as far as i'm concerned uh, I consider him to be that since the early 90s. Um, and uh, he is a personal friend of yours, I believe. Yeah. Adam Scott, please yeah. welcome to the show, Chris Bilheimer. Chris Bilheimer. Hey, thanks for having me here. Chris, it's so good. Now, you and I have never met before. No. Is that correct? Is this your card? Uh, <laughs> um, I was going to say, it sounds like the beginning <laughs> of a trick. Um, but uh, 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 we have a little bit of history. Uh, you did the cover for the uh, Mr. Show What Happened book. 
Uh, I designed the whole book. You designed the whole book. That's yeah. right. Um, I'm sorry, not the cover. I when I was getting it. to the pages. Oh, if okay. you would have let okay. me finish, yeah, you're go page by page. <laughs> Will you let me finish? Let me finish. Can I finish? Can I finish? Is this an episode of Can I Finish? I think it is. I started something. Everyone, welcome to Can I Finish? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And can I finish? Can I finish? I can I finish? Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, can I finish, R.I.P. to the uh, to the other guy, the old Nagada. What? The old Nagada. R.I.P. to oh, him. Oh, yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know we're in an episode of Can I Finish, but yeah. Nagada, Nagada. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Bye. I started something, forced you to a zone, Uh, yeah, I was going to get to the pages. I was just hyping up the Sorry. cover because the Sorry. cover was so good. And then he designed page one. Then he designed page two. Then he designed page okay, three. Okay, all the pages in oh, the book. Oh, all the pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah, the pages yeah. in the book. Um, and I remember Bob Odenkirk, um, I remember being at his old house and him being very excited by that and announcing that you were doing that. And uh, we all went, oh, that's cool. Um, anyway, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thanks. And uh, you... Uh, uh, you have had such a incredible uh, career with him, and your and your work has has uh, really defined the band for such a long time. Really, the the first question that comes to mind that I really really wanted to ask you is: When did you first hear of REM? Um, probably it would have been early early eighties. My I have an older sister named Dina. 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 Let me, hold on. Let me write this down. How do you spell this? D-E-N-A. D-E-N-A? Correct. Only four letters? Mm-hmm. All right. All I, I would say throw an extra E in there. Well, it's all we could afford They're cheap. The time. All right. <laughs> yeah. You could only afford one E. <laughs> but it's not Dena, just to be clear. Correct. Okay. So she- Is her last uh, name Billheimer, by the way? Or did she change it for uh, marriage it purposes? for marriage purposes. And what is her last name? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. O'Neill. Um, oh, so, hey, someone's getting a Facebook request tonight. <laughs> Jesus. Would so, that be weird if I started dating your sister, who is currently married? Because <laughs> if I, like, broke up their marriage. Just because that's the reason you are taking this name down yes, right now. Because you yes. want to break up Because look, look at Chris. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, absolutely. And he's the heir to the REM fortune. Yeah. And if I kind of get in with his Wait, sister. Wait, why do you think he's the heir to the REM I would imagine. Okay, this is this is the how it goes. Once one of them passes away, and we hope they don't, or uh, or we Adam and I hope that we pass not. away before they do. Is Jeez, that fair to say? Why are we even talking everyone, about er, people passing? Everyone away? Everyone passes away, but we hope that we don't live to see it. Jesus. Like Pete Shelley is a big he with a heavy heart. I read that news today. I don't want to do that with the members of REM. I want to die before them. This got dark fast. <laughs> so God. what I'm trying to say is, is like once they go, you're they probably have left all their money to you, right? Why would you even? Say, what about their family? Like this makes no sense. <laughs> well, he's worked with. A, I don't know how bands work. Well, I'm sure they don't work like this. Okay. I can almost guarantee. <laughs> but anyway, he's a good-looking guy and, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. a good-looking guy. I'm sure his sister is a wonderful-looking person. But lay off the hitting right. on his sister. All right, sister. okay, all right. I can take notes. Give it a rest. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an older sister. Yeah, and so Dina she uh, went to the University of Georgia. 
and uh, where where uh, is in you, Athens, Georgia. We you, were, living, you were living in we Athens. We were living Georgia? in Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, where I was born, by the way. Are you kidding me? Who cares? Are, are you talking REM, Remy? Well, <laughs> um, so uh, yes, I was she, born there. She went off to University of Georgia and was working at the college radio station and uh, would send me cassette tapes of all the stuff that they were playing at the time. Uh, would she send you tapes of? Her talking over them on the radio, or she would just no, make tapes was, of the songs. She mostly did uh, like promotions, and so she wasn't on air very often. Mm-hmm. But, but what she a would, great big sister that she's making she, you tapes of all the cool music. Exactly. What's the age difference, by the way? Uh, how, four, how years. four years. Four years. Because there's no other the, way for you to get all this cool music, probably. Not at all. I was a sophomore, sophomore in high school, mm-hmm. getting cassettes. And that's, you know, where I found out about U2. So you're about 15. She's about 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's right. U2, Violent Femmes. Awesome. Uh, 10,000 Maniacs. Like yeah. I start, that's how I started getting turned on to a lot of these bands just mm-hmm. through her. And, and how often would these come? Or is this like a mm, it, daily it, thing it in the mail? It's not like a Columbia House thing. It, was, no. it would be uh, – Two or three a year. Two or three a year. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And what are we talking? 90 minute tapes? 60 90 minute tapes? 90, 90 minutes. TDK. TDKs. Yes. Great. Love yep. it. All right. Do you um, still have any of those? I uh, maybe. I that'd be great to dig there, those up. There is a box. I don't know what's in the box. What? There's Wait. A, there's a box. A of, mystery is, box. Is this like one of these boxes where like there's a button inside and if you press it, someone dies? Or no, I think it just has cassettes in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a very different situation. Yeah, totally different box. So. Um, that's uh, that's how I first discovered. So REM was one of these bands. Yes, she yeah, kind of, that's yeah. cool. That's and how you first heard of REM. That's how I first kind of heard that, of them. Did yeah. you hear of them before you heard them? Uh, no, okay. I didn't. Okay, and, and was so it like, then? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just Adam. Say, she took let me. Let the man talk. She took me to my first <laughs> concert, my first big concert. Yeah. Previous to this, my parents took me to see the Charlie Daniels Band. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Devil Went Down to Georgia Tour. Did they play that song? They weirdly enough. They did. Um, so she took me to see R.E.M. They came and played uh, on the Fables tour in Savannah, Georgia with the Minutemen opening. This is your first wow. cool My concert. My first cool concert. Wow. Uh, and What year is this? 85? 85. I think that would have been 85. So around uh, Fables? Yes. So okay. You just said it was the Fables. <clears throat> well, I tour. wasn't listening, no. clearly. No. And so it's one of those things I get to say, like, oh, I saw the Minutemen live before, you know, it was a couple months before D. Boone died. Mm. And I sound, you know, really cool. I was yeah. terrified. Rip of the Minutemen? Minutemen? Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Mike Watt was dressed as Fidel Castro. <laughs> and I was, I did not understand it. It all went over my head. Yeah. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just but, wanted to see R.E.M. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Later on, you probably like. Oh, well, now I, yeah, I just, you know, right. I talk about. Double nickels on the dime, and how I was there at the beginning. Right, and, um, <laughs> but at the time you were like, oh, at the time no. I literally, right. uh, like a tiny bit of pee came out. I was so scared. <laughs> and so, when you say a tiny bit, what are we talking? Are we talking like uh, eh, sixteen no- ounces, noticeable stain, mm. exterior. Okay, great, exterior stain. Um, <laughs> so that's she. She was my introduction to REM, and you know would call me and tell me like, oh. Uh, Michael Stipe came into the studio today because one of his friends was DJing and he came in and played records with a friend. And Can I ask, did, yeah. did you gravitate towards R.E.M. off of the, the tapes that she gave you? Were you like, this is my favorite yeah. stuff on yeah. the tape? Yeah, and definitely. so she And that's where you guys were bonding. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what was it about it that, that you connected with, do you think? Um, 
you know, good. I, there's, there's, I, as far as I'm concerned, there are four elements within REM. There are the drums, the bass, the guitar, and the singing. Um, and there's also a combination. In, and you, you have to choose one of those four things. Is yeah. the one song with piano? Yeah, that's true. Oh, that, God. That God. Right. Right. He got us. He got us. Should yeah. I mention at this point I've only listened to one REM song? <laughs> yes. Right? yes. For the last 25 years. And yes. you think one of them is Piano Man? It's It's got <laughs> – I think it is Piano Man. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, tonic and gin. <laughs> um, okay. so, so she was very nice enough to go like, oh, REM is your favorite. I'm going to give you secret intel of, of Mike Stipe coming to the and, – and you yeah. as a – I'm sure you start. You were a sophomore, and then you got up to be a junior, and then a senior. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got held back, but um, you did really? No. Just uh, um, the bitch got me. <laughs> <laughs> my mom worked at the school. She pulled some strings. But um, <laughs> uh, my favorite story, though, is that one time my sister called and left a message uh, to tell me she wanted to tell me that Michael Stipe had come into the radio station, and uh, I wasn't home, and so I got back and my. Dad is notorious for never getting names right <laughs> on this. And uh, he goes, oh, hey, uh, your sister called and she wanted to tell you. Um, Stripe from the Gremlins. Uh, she met uh, Ronnie Stump from RPM. <laughs> Ronnie <laughs> Stump from RPM. That sounds like, that yeah. sounds like, a, like a, a prototypical prototypical like Southern band, yeah. RPM. The, the thing is he didn't get any of it right. I mean, he R- didn't get the first name right, no, the last name right, or the RPM band name right. is but like. But you knew exactly what he was saying. I knew saying. exactly. Yeah. What he was RPM saying. is just as good as REM. Totally. Yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, actually, it has more to do with records than REM does. Yeah. Good point. Maybe uh, a little more torque in there too, because uh-huh. RPMs, you know, oh. going a little faster. Yeah. 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 Peter yeah. Torque. Yeah. 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 Speaking of torque. The movie torque. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're just trying to. No, fit I'm just in. trying to fit it in there. Yeah. How are Zids still on DVD? Still there. The Zids are still coming in. So torque, everybody. Torque. Check it out. I came and stayed at your house one time when you yeah. were, you had the script yeah and you were trying you had written like a chart do you remember this no you a had chart sort of, of what it was not like a chart but it was like a a graph you're trying to figure out if the movie literally made any sense <laughs> like, really? like character motivation oh like you're trying to graph like this is supposed to have happened and this is and is any of this possible <laughs> and i think you gave up <laughs> That's so. Does funny. that sound familiar at all? That's no, sounds, but I. I believe it sounds like Adam, <laughs> like true. early on in his career, used to take it very seriously. Yeah, I was and actually trying to make sense of torque. <laughs> <laughs> and nowadays, when he shows up on set, it's like, just tell me what you want. Yeah, me to where, say. Where, where, where do, where I do I you say? want me to stand? Sit? Oh, you you only sit act now? Fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll stand. <laughs> I'll stand for approximately whatever. <laughs> two sentences, and then I have to sit down again. Um, that's amazing. So, so you, you, how many times did you see REM, uh, in those early years? Um, uh, saw the fables tour, saw the fables tour, document. Uh, no, I did see the document tour, the, uh, pageant tour, uh, some sort of punishment thing went on where oh, I was not allowed to go. Punishment. Still a little bitter. Um, yeah, and then definitely document. Uh, saw Green, mm-hmm. um, and then by the next time they toured, I was working for the band. You're working for the band, okay? Yeah. So right, because after Green, it was like a five year break. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do we um, do we ask him about how he started working for the band at this point? I don't know. Um, should we ask him? Sorry, should, can we turn the mics off? Just yeah, for let's turn them off. Okay. Hey, how do you think it's going so far? I think that I'm. 
interrupting too much. Yeah, you're you're not really giving him much of a chance to answer the questions. Although, to be honest, he's answered a lot of them, and we've gotten some really good stuff. No, I know. He's so a, he's a good guest. He's a good guest. I'm a good interviewer. I think it's going no, really you're well. You're doing a great yeah. job. I think, and you're you're backing me up, buddy. Thank so you. Much thanks. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Let's turn him back on. Yes. Hey, so um. So sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. We just uh, occasionally we have to confer. Um, so uh, approximately, uh, when did you start working for the band? In years, in it would have been ninety four, nineteen hundred ninety four. So you, yeah. did, so because they did not tour for Out of Time nor Automatic, you Correct. did not see those tours. No. Um, so and we should also say that. Uh, Chris and Lance Bangs, previous guest, uh, are good buddies. And did you guys meet through REM? And did you start working around the same time? It's. Uh, I'll try and make it a short story. Sure. Um, hmm. So a I, lot I, like Stephen King's <clears throat> The Body, upon uh, which Stand yes. by Me was based, from the book Different Seasons. <laughs> I, I believe, believe so, yes. my good man. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so I met. I actually met Michael at the. Uh, very end of the green tour in 89 through a mutual friend. Um, and so then, uh, 1990, I guess we would, we started hanging out and we would go to, there's a bar called the globe that we used to go hang out at. And I, at this time was still under 21 and not legally allowed in 1990. You're still under 21. Uh, I was not, uh, legally allowed to be in the bar, but since I was there with Michael Stipe, no one really, no one's gonna kick no you one's out. Gonna what are they gonna yeah. say? Hey, Michael, you're yeah. oh, you're cool, but your friends, yeah. get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Out yeah. the door or through the window? Because that's how they talk in Georgia. <laughs> get the fuck out! Get the fuck out of here! That is right. that is perfect. Spot <laughs> on. Spot on. Thank you. Um, so one of the things a bar would close, and we would uh, walk a couple blocks to the old post office and go through his get his mail from the p.o box the and old post office just meaning uh, it's like the original thing is, is that big, something in 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 Georgia, athens, in athens. Yeah, it's oh, okay just, it's so the like old reconstruction it's oh, like I just, that old i didn't know why you said like, the, oh, like, like big, we would walk down to the old post office implying it was closed or something no it's it was an old like marble oh wow like Cool. Vintage post office. When you think of like. Well, when you think yeah. of post offices, which I hope is often. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have stamps.com. Oh, stamps.com. All the wonderful they're attributes of the post office. The show. Oh, they're not sponsoring the show? No. Fuck them. Fuck it. Get the, the fuck out of here. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> so um, we were going through his mail one night and uh, he had this letter that was forwarded from Jim McKay, who's a filmmaker. Yeah. And Michael and Jim had a film company called C-100 Films for a little while. And uh, it was this young filmmaker who was writing in asking if C-100 had scholarships uh, because he is a really long, really emotional, personal story about why, you know, with family drama and sort of things that he wasn't going to be able to go to college unless he could get a film scholarship. And uh, Michael read this story out loud, and we were both kind of like floored by this yeah. this letter. And um, he gave the letter to me, and I was like, "Why are you giving it to me? I'm just a twenty year old who's kind of failing out of college right now." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I don't know. I think you can figure something out," which was a puzzling. Thing yeah. to think hear. you can figure something. Yeah, he's exactly. asking you to give yeah. this guy money. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's like, "Got it." You know, this letter is amazing. I wish I could give everyone 
money who, yeah. you know, but I can't. And huh. so the this person had included their SAT scores wow. in, in there, and they were really high. How, how What are we talking? We're talking uh, I uh, think it was, 980? <laughs> I think it was in the 1400s or what? something like that. Wow. Um, Get the fuck, get the fuck out, out, of out of here with your 1400. So the next day I'm walking on campus, and uh, I walk by the financial aid office, and I think, oh, my God, with scores that good, he could – totally get into this college right they accepted me for christ's sake so, so you were at university I was of georgia at, yes by at this time. point okay. i was at the university of georgia okay. but on a scholarship you could get in uh i did you you didn't know no. you didn't but you no. didn't right by right. the way I, in 1992 i wrote a letter to c102 <laughs> asking if i could come like sweep floors or do anything for them i did not get a response <laughs> but nor money to go to college yeah. <laughs> no my I, first job was basically sweeping up you, it was. Okay. But, um, I've always heard they had really dirty floors. Yeah, disgusting. Constant <laughs> sweeping was just required. To <laughs> Terrible. Was, so uh, basically I went in and talked to the people about uh, financial aid and blah, blah, blah. Got all the forms and then I mailed them uh, to this person. To this person. That's and so cool. uh, it was kind of like, hey, Michael got your letter. You know, really want to do what we can to help. We have a decent film program here at University of Georgia and you would qualify for this if you fill out these forms. Yeah. I'll turn them in for you. And uh, long story short, that was Lance Bangs. <gasps> twist! It, twist. Twist. It was Lance Bangs and uh, he ended up uh, coming down uh, and slept on my floor for orientation because his, his parents were not, you know, behind him going to school and yeah, yeah. all this sort of thing. And so, so he's two years younger than you. Yeah, so I met him um, Good question. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Incredible and, question. Yeah. And so that's that's how Lance and I met. And that's incredible. We were roommates for years. After he, what a lovely thing for a person to do for he, another person. So he, he got the financial aid and he, he went to University of Georgia. And he started Correct. working with REM and now he's an incredible filmmaker yep. and works on television shows and films and mm -hmm. all thanks to you. Uh, he... He, he did. He, he did he, a little bit. Sure. Of it, he put yeah. in. He put in the work. But I. But I we, none of us for, can can achieve what we achieve without uh, helping, helping hands hand. from from others. A uh, hand for instance, that helps. I helped Adam uh, get into the podcasting game. Yep. And, and look at me now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that is a high bar. <laughs> I'm wearing a sweater. <laughs> yep. Um, that's incredible. That yeah. was an incredible story. Yeah. Do you remind him of that every time you see him? I or take credit. You for guys about just know that. You guys just know that. That's inherent 5%. into your DNA. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. So you guys are now both uh, at University of Georgia mm -hmm. and working for REM, like making stuff, and he's making films. You're. Or did yeah, you, what are you doing? A while? You, yeah. you swept floors, but what, what, what did so, you do for the REM organization? Well, uh, I started um, I started at the beginning of 94, and I uh, – when I – So there's a long gap between 1990 – Correct. And 1994. Yeah. You go to the old post office and help out yep. Lance Bangs in 90. Yep. Flash forward to 94. I don't know. What, like, what's going down in between 90 and 94? 90 and 94, let's see. I think I was... But shorthanded. I mean, don't sure. go yeah, into everything, sure. but like, really, yeah. like, nutshell it for us. We were going to school. Nutshell it. <laughs> we were both going to school. I was doing a lot of work for local bands. Simpler. Less. Less. <laughs> Give us less. Shut up. Uh, I was doing work for local bands <laughs> and going to school, and then R.M. hired me. Okay, so That's why? Cool. So were you while you were working for local bands and kind of hanging out? Were you sort of 
were make, creating stuff with Michael or was Michael yeah, were you hanging your out stuff? like in an unofficial capacity where you were working I, with them? Yeah, I would help him out on a few little things for C100 or yeah. uh, just little jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, always stayed friends with him. And, you know, when I would do art for local bands, I'd always make sure to give him a copy like, hey, Jeff. So you're making cool. uh, like posters and flyers for poster, local bands. Seven inch covers, cassettes, wow. sleeves. Um, what was the first one that you had made? The very first one that I had made was a, a seven-inch cover for a band called Mercyland, which uh, had uh, David Barbie, who later became the bass player for Sugar with Bob Mould. Oh, wow. Um, and David, <coughs> David Barbie is now an engineer, produces most of the bands in Athens now, and, and also teaches entertainment law at uh, – University of Georgia. Okay. And uh, I, Shout out I credit David for Barbie. Give, David Barbie gave me a huge, huge boost when I was a snot-nosed little kid. And, and he just ha- – uh, we don't have time to get into yeah. every detail, but no. that's a, how amazing. But yeah. you did a lot of stuff for local band. And were you Correct. kind of hoping Michael would see your st- – or, or did or you have want- no aspirations to that? Were you just like, hey, this is what I like doing? Oh, no. I was trying to – You were trying to weasel your way in yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Day one. Yeah. Day one. How do I how do I make my way into this? Exactly. The, I mean, because they're in ninety, they're one of the biggest bands mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, they were they're huge. certainly I mean, on the it was, cusp. Yeah. It was pre global superstar days, but they mm-hmm. were huge bands. Yeah. I mean, Green, they were filling arenas. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. So were you how long did it take for you to like relax around the band members and stuff? Or were you always and put like your a, feet up and like you still know, hasn't happened. Yeah. Really? No, yeah. No. You still have that like when they walk in a room a little like, oh, uh, yeah, here yeah, we go. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, that's what yeah, happens that's with cool. that's what happens with celebrities and you know personalities, especially like people like Adam and I, who uh, you know Hugely are well known, intimidating. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. very well known within our fields, our respective <laughs> our, fields, our fields. I in entertainment and Adam, uh, what are you podcasting? Doing? <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> um. So in so what happens in 1994? Because this is uh, uh, around when uh, the scary one comes out. Yeah. What what. I've always wondered this. You have, uh, you know, their records seem to, everyone seemed to be almost designed, they're similar, but maybe designed by different people. I don't really know, but. Previous? Previous to you. Um, yeah. It, Michael has always directed the mm-hmm. the packaging. Uh, so the first few albums, I think he was, you know, uh, doing a lot of it himself. Then uh, he would work with, you know, whoever was running the art department at IRS Records at the time mm-hmm. uh, would work back and forth, usually through mail mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at the time. And then, and then they go to Warner Brothers. And they go to Warner Brothers. And they were working with a, a fellow named Tom Rashan. He's a wonderful guy who did um, – he did Out of Time and Automatic for the People. And Green as well or no? uh, Green, I don't think he okay. worked on Green. Got it. Uh, so – I can kind of tie this whole story together. Oh, man. So This in, is like an M. Night Shyamalan film. It's just I'm like everything. Try. Okay, awesome. In 93, um, Michael was in Los Angeles, and he was going to drive back cross-country back to Athens. Is that uh, how the, he came up with the song Drive? Shut up. This is after that. <laughs> this is so gripping that ins- I need to shut up? This is in, this drive was inspired by the song Drive. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so he listened like, to the song to, Drive yeah, and he was I like, need to drive. I should yeah. take a trip. This sounds like something See, I should. See, it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I flew uh, I flew out to L.A. Uh, on a plane ticket that I bought out of the newspaper. I bought – you could do this back – this is – Like the, someone Stone bought a Age ticket and they didn't need it anymore this, or something? I bought the second leg – 
of a unaccompanied minor named Marcus <laughs> Jackson. They put it in the classifieds, and for $75, I bought his return ticket. To Atlanta or <laughs> to, something? Yeah, from Atlanta to Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, so I flew out to Los Angeles, and then Michael and I drove back cross-country. And while I was out in Los Angeles, I was like, I want to design albums. Michael, do you think you could call Tom Rashawn and I could go meet him and find out, do they do interns? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Can a, I do I some other work. band at Warner Brothers? Yeah, I want to work with you guys. I'm a college kid. Well, he he's just saying he wants to work in the field, yeah. not yet with you, right? I'm just like, I'm a college kid. I want to design album covers. Can I come meet you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so- You're still in college though? Uh, in, yes. In 93? Yeah. Okay. Because in 93, I was still-, right. still Fifth year of Fifth college. Year. Okay, that's and, see uh, the math to me was no, not quite <laughs> exactly. adequate. All right. So I get to uh, Los Angeles and I'm calling Tom and we were playing phone tag and he's kind of like, oh, I'm kind of busy and it mm-hmm. didn't quite work out to see him. And so, so he busied himself out of he, a job. So I didn't get to meet him. Uh, Michael and I drive back cross country mm-hmm. uh, and we spend five days on the road and just taking pictures and driving. And then I get a call from uh, REM's office, and they're like, hey, Michael wants you to design a T-shirt based on a road sign that you guys had seen. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was a T-shirt for Find the River. Uh-huh. It's the tail end of Automatic for the People, massive uh, mm-hmm. success. And so I did this T-shirt. They really loved it. And they said, hey, can you come in next week? And I assume, oh, great. They're going to pay me for doing this T-shirt. Yeah. And I went back in, and they offered me a job Wow. to wow. assist Michael. Is this the sweeping job that you? Yes, this is the sweeping okay. job. Hmm. Uh, no, they they hired me to assist Michael. Okay, um, in on the, the graphic design. Correct. Okay, which meant that the next year, I had to go out to Warner Brothers and meet with Tom Rashan to tell him I was now doing R.E.M.'s albums. Whoa. Whoa. Remember last year when you were When you were too busy to, to meet me, Tom Rashawn? <laughs> Later, yeah. Rashawn. So you went out to, Tom Rashawn worked at Warner Brothers? Yes, he was He was one of the art director, in-house art directors for Warner Brothers. Okay. How my ass taste, Rashawn. <laughs> so you went out there to sort of fire him. Uh, Not fire yeah. him from. Did you get to fire him from Warner Brothers too? <laughs> no, but you you were no. just telling get him. Get the are, fuck out of you're, here! You're off the the REM yeah. account. Yes. Get uh, the fuck <laughs> out of here! But I had to go in and say, "Hey, I'm taking over REM, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you please teach me how oh, to do it? Train your replacements. Yeah, and he wow. uh, is a charming man. And uh, taught me a huge amount. Oh, and I, I that's cool. still have much much love for the man. What a, what a great that's guy. That's cool. Yeah. Is he still at he's still Warner in the Brothers? Industry. He's not at Warner Brothers. He's still in the industry. Yeah. Um, and Did he design the covers for everything from Monster on, just like like hoping he like oh, maybe the- well he is credited on monster because oh, that was the first one I did for them mm-hmm. and he, and he, helped he you out so shepherred much. me through the process uh-huh. that, nice. it, that were Michael me and Tom are all credited whatever on. happened to Marcus Jackson uh I wonder that did he, he ever get, day. get to Los did Angeles he get there? yeah I don't I think he's still he's, pro- he's got to be in his there. 40s at this point. Yeah, I think he's still in the terminal at the Atlanta airport. Wow. Um, well, this trapped. is what an incredible story. We need to take a break. But when we come back, we have so much more to talk about. Um, we so many things that I want to ask you about. Um, but we do need to take this what I call a break. So uh, we'll be right back with a little more. Are you talking REM re me after this? 
Hey, Adam. Uh, yeah. I know I talk about it in the body of the show, but I wanted to do a little ad here for PCAS Blast. Oh, yeah, please. PCAS Blast 2018, the second year. We had a ball doing it last year. Yeah. It's basically what it is. Does that is, mean a good or bad time? I, it, I had a testicle. Oh, 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 doing it. Yeah. Um, what, how this came about was yeah. uh, I wanted to do like an end of the year comedy bang bang show right. at the Ace Hotel where we had a, a great uh, show there a, a few years back on the comedy bang bang tour. But I thought like, you know, what would be cooler is if I got a lot of my favorite podcasts and we just did an all day thing. Uh-huh. So we did it the first time last year. It was awesome. Uh, I had a really good time. And so this year uh, I wanted to do it with all new shows, different shows uh, other than Comedy Bang Bang. So it's a Comedy Bang Bang show with uh, myself and Paul F. Tompkins and Lauren Lapkus and then other special guests. But the uh, supporting shows are the Andy Daly Pilot uh, Podcast Project. Great. Andy Daly, amazing, and ha- is going to do one of his uh, favorite characters for this. Uh, we also have— which, which one do you know? I, I do know, but I, I cannot he say. He is—God damn it, that guy's funny. So then we also have Doughboys uh, with uh, uh, Mitch and Nick oh, cool. uh, reviewing restaurants. We have Throwing Shade. Uh, which is a great show. Uh, We have Off Book. I'm really excited about this. Off Book, the improvised musical. Oh, that's Um, cool. They're going to improvise a musical with a piano player and band right on stage for you with a special guest. Uh, And we have uh, Teacher's Lounge, which is one of the funniest shows uh, on Stitcher Premium um, with uh, Big Grande, uh, Drew Tarver, and everyone. They're so funny. Drew's so funny. So uh, that is a really good lineup. This is Saturday, December 15th at the Theater at the Ace Hotel here in L.A. Tickets are still available, but they're going to sell out, so uh, get them uh, while you can. I think there are still VIP tickets available where you can meet everyone from the Earwolf family. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know just you're going to be awkward. I'm going to be awkward. Let's just take a pass. Just get a normal ticket. Um, so go buy tickets. Uh, you can get them at the theater at the Ace Hotel website. Go check it out. Bye. Bye. Welcome back. Are you talking R.E.M. Remy? Our guest of honor here in a very special slowing it down episode is Chris Bilheimer, who has designed uh, all R.E.M. records since 1994. Uh, so 25 years you've been in the game. And um, you started with uh, the scary one. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of questions about this. What, what is the <laughs> what is the face on the what, what is this thing? So it. Is it your face? No, it's because I it, talked about how it, handsome you were. I didn't I, think it could be it, you. Uh, if you squint, I, I could see the. Hold on, resum- let me squint yeah. a little bit. No, no you're no. too good looking. Thank you're too good looking. It's Thank you. so scary. <laughs> so it's if you saw where it came from, it came from a balloon that uh, that's frightening was already. Bought at a department store, uh. and it was. A, a large balloon <laughs> that would blow up. It would be about four feet tall. <laughs> and the idea of it. Scott, it's okay. It's <laughs> four okay. feet tall. This it's is not that tall. Frightening. It's not that tall. So this balloon would have, it was kind of had two parts to it. What? It looks very phallic. And oh. so <laughs> they had different things on different balloons, but on all of them, the main part of the balloon was the body. And then on the tip part was the of head the, of the of the balloon of the balloon oh okay because you mentioned phalluses yes but also the head of the bear so the bear body was on the main part of the balloon and then the head so supposedly i think when you blew it up it was supposed to like 
be attached. Okay. Like it was supposed to look like a balloon animal. Yeah. But when it's deflated, it just looks like the animal, this bear's head is just sort of like popped off his shoulders and is just floating. Yeah. Oh. It's really just strange. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, wait, how, did you run across it and buy it? or Mike, did someone, Michael did. Okay. Michael and saw this balloon and was like, Michael saw this balloon and like, this thing this is hilarious because this bear just looks sort of startled and his head just like went. And it looks like a giant dick. Yeah, well, there's that too. Mm-hmm. And um, so was Michael at a department store and saw it? As like, far as I know. Weird. He okay. Like a Sears or uh, J.C. Penny? Sure. <laughs> um, I like to imagine him. There's <laughs> someone at J.C. Penny like, yeah. where's Michael yeah. Stipe came <laughs> in today? He's walking around and looking at the slacks. <laughs> <laughs> and so he brought it in and um, said, I want to use this bear head on the album cover because uh, I think this is hilarious. And I, I don't know if this story's ever come out or not. Wow. But the original, the original title for the album was Exploding Head. Really? That's oh. what they were going to call the album. Okay. And it was Based have, on the balloon or or just because I don't know. those I, were words that they liked? I don't know. Exploding uh, Head. Yes. So it was uh, – I had, did all these mock-ups, all these different versions with wow. this bear head. It was called Exploding Head. And then uh, Kurt Cobain uh, killed himself. Oh, yeah. And, right. Uh, which was devastating for Michael, devastating for everyone in the band. Yeah. And um, we thought we can't put out a record. No. No. After that. And so – But you want to put out something that – Exploding Head has like just the words – have an energy to them, which they're probably trying to yeah. get across as like, hey, this is going to be exciting. And I know that, you know, Michael's talked about the whole kind of sexual undercurrent mm-hmm. of of the lyrics and the album. Yeah. So exploding head. Yeah, yeah. Especially right. taking off a giant phallus balloon. Right. Can be, I get it. You know, a lot I of things it. could be interpreted. Sure. I get um, it. I've done it. So, yeah. I've so, done it before. So, <laughs> so you have actual mock-ups yeah. Uh, oh, that's a exploding head? Correct. Are those going to be or surface at any point? Uh, it's not my decision. You yeah. know, since our, uh, last, yeah, that would be cool. since our last episode, someone close to the band, I can't rem- remember if it's someone in the band or, or not, has said that next year there will be a reissue 25th anniversary of the scary one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very exciting because uh, now I feel like we got this in with Burtis Downs. We might get this like a week early. Whoa. So, Stop. so that's I exciting will. for us. But um, are, are you working on that? Are right you working now? on that? Uh, uh, no, I, I'm sure we'll be starting at some point. You next, will early next year. Yeah. So uh, uh, can, can I just say, I'm excited to hear the demos from monster. That's yeah. I can't wait to hear demonstration tapes. Yeah. 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 So now you, you have mock-ups for exploding head. You Correct. have, uh, do, do you have pictures of, what exactly is the cover? Is so, it the, is it the flattened down balloon? I, what happened? Uh, this is kind of the uh, funny thing. Uh, so yeah, I xeroxed it mm-hmm. and uh, taped it on the wall, and I hired a friend to come photograph it because I didn't think I was a very good photographer. Mm-hmm. So I hired uh, this woman named Patty to come over. Patty Smith. Uh, yes, wow. and uh, <laughs> um, hired her to come over and take a photo of it, and. She was like, okay, can you go ahead and just frame it how you want it framed and then I'll make sure it's lit and all mm-hmm, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so I framed it and accidentally took a photo of it. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, sorry. And so she lit it properly and yeah. focused everything and um, took all the photos. We got them back after having them developed. And the one This is photo- before digital correct, photography. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, the one picture I took 
was is, the, is the one. out of focus and underexposed. So it has this kind of like weird orange color. Yeah. And of course, Michael picked that one. Yeah. Right. So, so I actually, you, you, I, the you one fell took, into your style, exactly. your whole style accidentally. Accidentally. So That's that cool. is a wow. out of focus photograph. Yeah. Of a, it of a does Xerox. have a fuzzy yeah. look. It's to fuzzy it. yeah. a lot. Like, I mean, I'm going to compare it to the guitar sounds. With those electric guitars. What? It's fuzzy like that. Get the fuck out. <laughs> um, so the original is a much sharper image. Correct. As far, yeah. And did that, what about the art? Were you able to track down the artist who made the bear design? Not the artist, but we contacted the balloon company and yeah. said we would like to use this. Um, and they were like, why are you bothering us? <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> we just sell well, balloons. Get the we, fuck out of here. We thought, you know, okay, we're going to, you know, go the biggest band in the world yeah, right yeah. now and we're gonna go ask these people hey can we use your art and like oh god they're gonna you know, try to squeeze us they're gonna yeah. give us the rem discount which is where they yeah add, jack up the price jack up the price yeah, and we're yeah. like, oh geez and so we wrote them and we got the best letter back from them and they said oh we would absolutely love for you to use it and if you want to buy some extra balloons <laughs> Oh, we would be happy to sell you some. So how we adorable. <laughs> that's really. They sweet. let us use it, and we for bought free. a couple thousand extra balloons to give away. Oh, that's so nice. It was absolutely adorable. That's cool. Yeah. That's great. Um, wow. So you took this photo. It had a little bit of an orange tint. Did you? And then you tinted the whole album. Yeah, orange. made it a lot more orange. Mm-hmm. And um, wow, that was Michael's kind of favorite color at the time. And he was mm-hmm. we we're. All of the graphics kind of, you can't really see it by looking at it, but it was sort of like. How else 70s, are you supposed to see it? <laughs> no, the, the, the inspiration was like 70s cereal box. Yeah. Like color, block color letters. scheme and big block letters. Yeah. And, how did you, okay, because your, your type, uh, the fonts that you would use throughout the years, mm-hmm. use, and even on the Mr. Show book and everything, they seem very, do you create them? or But they, they all seem within the same universe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some of them I create. Uh, a, one thing I do with a lot of stuff is I might use an existing font, but a lot of times- I will print them out and rub them with sandpaper or mm-hmm. get them wet or, you know, rub them on the carpet or just do something to distress them. Distress it mm. to get rid of the the digital sheen mm-hmm. of I, I want everything to not seem as though it were created on a computer. Right. And so there is there's a lot of these processes that we would I would do uh Michael and I would work on together uh you know to, what? to distress them and, and get rid of that. I I was look. thinking about this when I was looking at a record from the, I believe the 60s. It has something very similar, but I saw this uh, just yesterday. Um, Mel Torme's uh, Coming Home Baby. Have you ever seen this uh, this record? I have not. Okay, let me show you a picture of this. What, Is that the, yeah, the Velvet Fog? This Mel- the Velvet Fog, yeah. Um, he he distresses it in the in kind of a similar sort of way. This is uh, uh, oh, yeah. where it's like duplicated a little bit, yeah, and yeah. like yeah, it it reminded me of your work. And when you when you mentioned that, it oh uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was the first time I'd ever seen that. I looked at it yesterday. I was just listening to Mel Torme, yeah. and I was like, what? How weird that he because normally albums back then were very like pristine, yeah. like this is Mel Torme or yeah. whatever, and a picture, a nice picture of him. And it's like weird typesetting and distressed yeah. and everything. Will you invite me back on when you guys start doing, are you talking Mel Torme? Torme. Yeah. <laughs> Torme. Uh, <laughs> are, 
Are you talking Torque and Mel Torme? Torque and Torme. <laughs> a Torque Mel Torme centered podcast. <laughs> you know what I did notice? I remember at the time the album came out in like the fall of 94 mm -hmm. and that kind of block lettering with the slight slightly italicized mm -hmm. really started like you guys set a bit of a trend like natural born killers all their mm -hmm. their oh, wow. um uh uh, font was that exact same. It was kind of a '90s thing that you guys started. I, I did not know that. Really, you didn't no, know I it. Did not. Oh, still yeah. was <laughs> all still over the just place. Just a dude in small town in Georgia. Right. Yeah. How? Do, how were you attracted to that kind of thing? Were you like, when you saw that photo that you took, were you like, oh, well, I get it. You just fuck everything up and just like, well, you know, it's funny because yeah. my uh, sort of entrance into getting into music and album covers and like you know listening to the album and staring at the vinyl yeah. cover was rem albums mm -hmm. so you know i was looking at murmur which is a weird blurry black and white photo yeah. right and um you know uh, reckoning which is an incredibly bizarre you know folk artist i was like i was looking at things that were not slick yeah that were not uh you know kind of mass market design and that's what i grew up on were yeah. you also influenced by any of the punk records where they would do like cut out headlines and cut out letters well, and, and similar to my reaction to minutemen i was scared of too, the punk. too scary the too punk, scary the punk was, but i mean it's a lot like your album cover for the scary one it's well, very very frightening that's, that's uh and i'm not convinced that when you took that photograph that you didn't actually photograph a ghost <laughs> that's too scary. That's too scary. I don't. I'm so about. sorry. Turn so off your. Turn off this podcast right now. Um, it, I will. I should say though that Chris did design the American Idiot album cover with that logo with the grenade heart. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Chris Bilheimer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I met uh, Billy Joe Armstrong uh, at with Lance Lance Bangs and I were so when Monster was touring. I don't know if any of you guys saw the monster tour, but there Several were a lot times. of films. Heard, yeah. Who do you think you're talking to yeah. over here? Of course he did. So, uh, one of the first jobs Lance did for him was some of the films that were oh, played yeah. during, yeah, yeah. during that show. And so, uh, he and I, uh, wanted to go see the tour. He worked yeah. on it. I worked on it, but, uh, it started over in Europe and, you know, there's really no need for the band to fly the graphic designer to the shows. Sure. Right. So he and I decided like, fuck it, let's just fly to San Francisco on our own yeah. and go to the show. And it, it, that's an episode in itself, just the trip and flying with Lance Bangs is, could probably be its own podcast. <laughs> but um, so we went to see them at Mountain View. Yeah. And we're backstage and we look and there's this dude in the corner, these really long dreadlocks and a hat pulled down over his eyes. And he's just, kind of this gnarly punk rock dude is sitting in the corner all by himself and like literally no one is talking to him. And Lance looks over and goes, kind of looks like the dude from Green Day, <laughs> but he's got really long dreadlocks. Uh, well, turns out Billy Joe, yeah. a huge R.A.M. fan, yeah. wanted to come to the show. But didn't want to be noticed. Didn't want to be noticed. Uh, and his wife had just cut off all her dreadlocks recently. So he put oh. on a stocking cap and just shoved all the smart dreadlocks wow. up in there yep. as a, uh, 
as a costume. Yep. And can't so do, you can't do that these days. It'd be very culturally uh, inappropriate. But uh, back then, I guess you could do stuff like. Plus, that. Plus, everyone knows that it's a common disguise now. Yeah. So you would just sure. Yeah. You right see anyone with giant dreadlocks? Yeah, just just like, go pull on them. They'll come that's right out. Probably yep. a famous punk rocker. Yeah. So, so he's just sitting there. So he's just sitting there, and uh, Lance has this amazing ability to walk up to people and befriend them almost immediately. Right. Um, and so that was in 95. And so Lance and Billy Joe and I became friends. And then I started working for them in 97. And so I did all of Green Day's albums. Oh, because, yeah, the, around the 97, yeah, that first one had, like, the typeface. What was what that first one you worked uh, on? It's, Nimrod. Uh, Nimrod, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. The distressed typeface. Yep, yeah. there it is, so, yeah. Uh, so your, your, your whole type of... Uh, 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 I want to say not oeuvre, but like your aesthetic. Your, your aesthetic, yeah, exactly, became sort of a, a, a how a lot of alternative records looked in the late 90s, early 2000s, right? I um, mean, just like you have a very distinct, it's almost like that photographer who took all the pictures of Kurt Cobain and Soundgarden in the fisheye lens or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a very, like, that's yes. very like early, early 90s. 90s. Yeah. You're th you're that was, yeah, that was my, my start. And, mm -hmm. and I still... I still lean on that a lot of times. It still comes up. I've tried to branch out and do do other do types different of stuff. stuff, but uh, that is kind of. But that stuff is so. I mean, it doesn't go really go out of style yeah. in a way. You know, yeah. like certain elements of it may may seem kind of trendy at the time, but yeah. like you know, your whole thing of like, no, no, no. Why are we making stuff that looks like just just to make it organic and, yeah. and feel real? And that's that's, that's incredible. What is your favorite album cover that you did for REM? Uh, <laughs> uh, I would probably accelerate. Oddly enough, accelerate. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a great one. I really. That was a really fun one. Michael just gave me a whole bunch of photography he had done traveling around Europe, and I just of took buildings. Of buildings. Yeah. I just took all of the buildings from all of the photos and xeroxed them and cut them out, and with a glue stick and an exacto knife and created. He was talking about a dystopian society that being mm. the sort of the undercurrent of the yeah. theme. And so I just kind of created this really, really awkward, just cobbled together uh, cityscape from his old photos. And it was just really fun to do such a lo-fi. I mean, I literally, I was at Kinko's with an X-Acto knife and a mm -hmm. glue stick and That's so not caring cool. – that oh this is a big album for Warner Brothers like yeah right. I'm just gonna just make something cool that's yeah. my favorite of of yours as well oh and incredible what about the the that font for Accelerate where did that come from that uh, I, I made that. Times New you, Roman. you made yeah. you made the yeah Times yeah did, you made that font that really fat weird yeah font. yeah oh my god yeah. did you make it do you make, when you make a font like that do you do it for every letter of the alphabet yeah. in case they need to do tour yes. uh, posters and all yeah. that kind of stuff and then there's a do you do exclamation points and question marks all of that. Commas, semicolons, uh, sometimes. sometimes. Hashtags. Sem semicolons pre, are, are pre, -hashtag. pre hashtag. Oh, thank yeah, God, yeah. are Scott's favorites. <laughs> yeah. um, incredible. And uh, uh, how did you get to know Adam over here? Um, you'll probably 
remember kind of because you mentioned absolute, Lance Banks has a way of approaching anyone and and becoming their friends. He has sort of the opposite of that. So yeah, I'm interested no, in how did this approaching someone and becoming enemies. <laughs> yeah, um, you'll probably remember the probably the the most the high point for REM's career. The one that they're most most remembered for is their appearance on Party of Five. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. of course we've <laughs> talked about that yeah, many times. Most people like yes. well, there's the pre Party of Five REM and the post Party of Five. Yes, REM. of course. Yeah. And Party of Five being the pinnacle. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and Adam being on the show, uh, pre-getting fired, Adam Scott. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Weaseled his way into the, the taping. performance yeah. taping, yes. So I actually was out here uh, in L.A. I think uh, I think I was still working on artwork for the Up album cover. And this is still 99, so this, the internet. I still actually had to travel out here to go right. to the pressing plants and the printing mm-hmm. place and the pre-press stuff. And – so I was in in town for that. So I came for the taping, and I don't actually remember how we met at the taping. I undoubtedly Adam figured out who you were, went up to you, and just like glommed on. I him. knew exactly who Chris Bilheimer was. And By Lance sight Bags. or uh, no? Once we when we met, I was like, holy shit, holy it's shit, Chris Bilheimer. Chris fucking good. Um, but I think the first time we really hung out and chatted was at Saint Nick's Bar after the taping remember they played like a full show yeah. after they shot the party of five yeah. so I was on one episode i told the story of after we shot the scenes i don't think i was even in the scene um and rem took a break and everyone came in to watch them play their show i went up to the very front and stood there <laughs> and no one else was everyone around. else was too cool Nev campbell was, yeah everyone was everyone in the else back was of the like room. i'm not gonna go up and yeah and, it and was, adam's like i will this is my one opportunity to be right up front in a <laughs> tiny place to see rem with only like 70 other people and so i just stood there for an hour and i remember naomi being like what are you doing up here? <laughs> um, but after that, a bunch of us went to St. Nick's to – Speaking of St. Nick, do, do you remember that bar? No, I just – he's – you know, Christmas oh, oh, is coming Santa up. Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so, some of you guys, the REM folks came, and I think – do you remember that? Yes. I okay. Yeah. And I think that's where we chatted and hung out for yeah. the first time. yeah. Um, and you guys struck uh, struck up a friendship that mm-hmm. has lasted to this day. Yeah, Chris. And now I know you're you're running out of time, Adam. Yeah, isn't that right? I am. Uh, can we just briefly run down? You you were nice enough to make your top ten REM songs. Oh, yeah, we don't have yeah, to play yeah. them, but can you just briefly run down exactly what they are? Um, now, sure. is this a difficult thing for you to do to come up with your favorite REM songs, having being so close to the band for so many years and stuff? Um, no, not really. Okay, um, cool. Like, All right, well, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there is definitely, uh, you know, a, a, a change of perspective when you're you're a fan of the band. Yeah. And then you start working for the band. Yeah. Uh, you definitely have a different perspective. But, you know, I never really stopped being a fan of the band. I yeah. can tell you that I don't. I don't have any albums that my former bosses have ever sung on. <laughs> you know, like I don't – my manager at uh, Marie Callender's never put out a record. Really? You don't have a favorite? <laughs> so I imagine it would be like, oh, that's my boss singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, honestly, it does skew more towards the the fan era. The fan era, the, yes. Got the it. Working for the era. Um, but And also part of this – a lot of them are – 
a lot of them are kind of the first songs off the albums. I, I've oh, always uh-huh. like a lot of the bands I've worked with over the years. Like I've worked with a lot of cool bands, but I'm actually not nearly as cool as the bands I've worked with. Mm. And I'm kind of the person that. Well, if you were, you'd be in the band. <laughs> like you're the guy who's designing their covers. Yeah. No one expects you to be as cool as them. I mean, it's it's like the Minutemen. Like at first, I'm like I'm I don't get this, and I'm terrified. And then eventually, I can kind of work my way back in. Right. Like with Sonic Youth, it they would have to put out Goo, which is kind of a much more, you know, accessible record. And then I could go like, oh, okay, now oh, I, I get, get it. it. I can hear some of the yeah. early stuff, but you yeah. really like from Goo on. Yeah. You know so I mean? I, yeah. I'm a That's, little bit of the hits guy. Yeah, too. Green is like maybe my favorite of the REM records still. Yeah, yeah. I uh, probably, pageant was, prob- pageant was probably the one that at the time yeah, had the most yeah. that's mine. Me. That's yeah. my number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. But, so what uh, do we got? Let's top let's... songs that I just kind of jotted down. Yep. Uh, Camera, off oh, Reckoning, yeah. uh, Wendell G. Yep. I would argue is the most beautifully sung REM song of all time. Oh, if you really focus on his vocals on that song, it is it is for what could kind of be considered a maybe a throwaway last song on the album. Uh, it he actually, sell, he really it's amazing. is it his tone or the way he sells it uh both that you think okay both. it's a real lump in the throat that, it really is that song. do you have another really lump in your throat is. yeah you do you have a look cup that. i can spit into <laughs> uh off uh dead letter office bandwagon oh yeah such a happy song oh, it's a so good song. such yes. a happy song yeah um driver eight classic driver eight classic uh trying to get some of the older leave off new, oh, new yeah. uh, hi-fi. Yeah. Um, I loved that song. Me too. Um, Leave. <laughs> and then I, as I was making this list, it's like finest work song, begin the begin, pop yep. song 89. All of them are the big yep. announcing mm-hmm. the album. That's mm-hmm. so like, funny. We have some of the fa- the, the similar favorites. Yeah. and they, I, Well, that's and, why you guys are friends. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. of this list. Exactly. <laughs> uh, talk about the passion. Yeah. And uh, trying to go back to accelerate for my favorite album cover, "Living Well Is the Best Revenge." Yeah. Again, great kickoff stuff. song. Great you, stuff. <clears throat> what's your favorite? Just curious. What's your favorite uh, later stage post Bill Berry record? Um, probably accelerate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shit. Me too. Yeah. Me also. Me also. Me also. <laughs> also you. Um, good shit. Chris, I want to thank you for being here. I mean, we uh, could sit and we, talk we with could this talk, guy we, for, for hours. For every album, I could I could ask questions about the art. As you can see, I'm I'm interested in how you made the records and just that story about yeah. Monster is incredible. I don't know that anyone knows that. Yeah. But also, you're doing the art for all of these box sets that are coming yeah. out. The yeah. automatic, yeah. so box all of the that books, came out, all of that stuff, like mm-hmm. like the automatic book yeah. that comes in the thing every is all yours. Reissue. Oh. Been working on incredible work. Do you get points on the record? What do you not uh, at all? Uh, flat feet, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. All right, I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's great for Chris. It's like it a Steve Albini. Him. He just gets a flat feet. Just a flat feet. Doesn't that's all you point. want. That's yeah. all you want. You don't want. You don't need points no. on these things. Who yeah. wants that? Yeah. You have to deal with. That? You have to deal with the checks. Oh, no, just get a flat them. flat fee, baby. That's the way to go. It's simple. Um, I want to thank you so much for, you flew out here to be on the show as yeah, well. A lot yeah. like the story, uh, did you get, uh, another ticket from Marcus Jackson or did yeah. you? 
Are you still uh, following Marcus around <laughs> to find his tickets? Actually, MarcusJackson.com now is uh, you can just get any ticket anywhere you want. He's a travel agent now. Thank you so much for doing for flying out here to be here. You know, I mean, obviously you're. Your whole aesthetic is such a big part of the band, and uh, and and hopefully we've shed a little light on how much of that is because I don't think people even really realize it who don't pay attention to to names like Adam does when when he hears your name goes I gotta befriend this guy, so hopefully <laughs> so we we've <laughs> he is we, hopefully uh, people have grown in appreciation for you and and look up Chris's name and look up all of the records a lot of your favorite records are his uh, work and some of the whole reasons that you sit there and think about the songs and think about how cool they are are because of what he's done. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having thank me. Yeah, thank you. That's going to be it until next time. And by the way, we are going to do uh, an episode next week. We're going to have a special Christmas episode, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, see you next week as well. Uh, uh, and thank you so much for being here for a very special Slowing It Down episode. Let's take it out on one of your favorite songs. This is Bandwagon by R.E.M. We'll yes. see you next time. And until then... We hope that you found what you're looking for! Bye! Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.